Welcome to The Naked Point of View, where our conversations bear it all. I'm your host, Dee Dee Croslin. The Naked Point of View is a podcast based on the extraordinary connections and stories I've experienced for my 20 years in the intimate apparel industry. I'll be having inclusive, educational, and sometimes funny conversations with people making a difference in the world of image, of the mind, and as an always evaluated body. Our interviews will host a range of people in fashion, fitness, and wellness who have all made inspiring impacts and talk about some of their struggles to get there to educate us about body and mind positivity. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to us bear it all. Hi everyone, today I'm speaking with Monica Eva. She is a registered holistic nutritionist and founder of the Balanced Body Method. Monica specializes in health conscious women balance their hormones so they can reclaim their health and happiness. So on this podcast, listen to Monica talk about her own personal struggles with her hormones led her to an eye-opening life and career change. She'll talk about common mistakes women are making that slow our metabolism down and symptoms to look for for unbalanced insulin resistance, estrogen, progesterone, and what to do about it, and also more about her balanced body method. So welcome, Monica. Thank you so much for having me, Dee Dee. I am so excited. We have so much to cover, but I do like to start at the beginning with my guests so we can learn more about your journey. So what did you study in school and where did that take you immediately after? Yeah, for sure. So in my undergrad, I studied the sciences because I was always interested and intrigued by biology, like all the sciences. I loved them so much. And then I guess in undergrad, I started really taking an interest in political science and criminology and just in general. I've always really enjoyed school. I've always really enjoyed learning. I call myself a forever student because literally if I could get paid to go to school, that would be me. Um, But, you know, being the daughter of two Polish immigrant parents, there was a lot of pressure on me to either become a lawyer or a doctor and all of this stuff. So after undergrad, I moved on to study law which brought me into working in the legal industry and then kind of hopped around from like different law firms there, moved over and started working for the government um, in the area of trademark law. And, you know, that's pretty much how things started. And it was a little bit after that where I discovered holistic nutrition. Yeah, because you were saying that life got really busy and stressful while working in the legal industry. So what did you start to notice about yourself during those years? Yeah, so, you know, what ended up really happening was, number one, there was a lot of stress that I was experiencing at work, like a ton of pressure, long hours, lots of like different deadlines. Everything is very time sensitive in the legal industry. But I also had a lot of I guess, stress in my personal life as well. And so what I started seeing was I started seeing that weight was creeping up. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't feeling like myself. I feel like that zest for life started to disappear. My energy took like a huge hit. It ended up happening where I would wake up and struggle to get out of bed. Wow. I just felt exhausted, like completely burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I felt miserable. My moods were all over the place. Like I was you know, screaming and irritable one minute and then like crying, weeping emotional the next. And I thought to myself, like, Monica, who are you? Like, what is happening? Um, And so that's really where my 
journey, my whole health and healing journey started because I ended up seeing a doctor. So just like a lot of women, right? You don't feel like yourself. All these issues start coming up. You go see your doctor and, you know, my doctor ran the, the regular blood tests and said, everything's fine. Like I can give you birth control pill, or we can put you on an antidepressant. And I thought, but I'm not depressed. Like there, this is something bigger and greater. And I need to figure it out. I knew things weren't fine. I knew that I was feeling lousy and I knew it had to change. And basically what ended up happening was I ended up enrolling in holistic nutrition school mm-hmm. and studying that. And I, I mean, I was always a health conscious person. Like I liked to exercise and eat healthy or what I thought was healthy. Right. And even working um, in the legal industry, I also became kind of, I did it more out of a hobby, but I got certified in personal training just because I loved working out so much. So I knew that there was something bigger, deeper happening that I just didn't understand. And so um, when you did do your advanced uh, women's hormones training, that's what um, I think you studied in. How did that change your life? Yeah. So what ended up happening actually was, so I received my designation as a holistic nutritionist and then I decided to like dive deeper into women's hormones. And this is where I studied advanced women's hormones because I knew that the education that I got as a holistic nutritionist was amazing, but I wanted to learn more. I was like, this is everything I'm experiencing is related to my hormones and I need to learn more because it's such a complicated topic and all this. Right. And so I knew that the answer wasn't in more boot camps or more exercise or more diets. I knew that it was something else. And so I basically studied advanced women's hormones just because I wanted to take control of my own health. I decided to be my own health warrior. I was like, you know what? No one's going to figure this out for me. So I'm going to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And um, so basically once I learned about women's hormones, oh my goodness, the knowledge that I gained, it changed everything for me. Like I started implementing just very slowly, like all these different things that I was learning And I saw drastic changes, like within three months, that stubborn 25 pounds that I had gained disappeared. Like it literally melted off of me without much effort. And I I, like really, my passion just grew for women's hormones and the body and supporting the body with nutrition and lifestyle. It was just completely game changing. Yeah, because you were saying to me before that, you know, you had tried it all. Like you said, the boot camps, the intermittent fasting, the, you know, doing this diet, that diet. And and it's just really kind of zeroing into your own individual needs, which we're going to get to because there's so much to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited you're here because there's a lot of common mistakes women are making that slow our metabolism down. And I want you to talk about those common mistakes. And then second, tell us more about the link between our hormones and metabolism. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, being women, like, I feel like the majority of women are always concerned about their weight. And the, how can I put this? Basically, the like diet culture. And right. The health and wellness industry has really led us astray. Because we are under this impression that, you know, you just follow calories in versus calories out and that's it. Like that's all there is to it, but it's not that it's not as easy as that. So some of the biggest things that I see that like the mistakes that women make are number one, they're focusing so much on the calories that they're actually not eating enough. They're under nourishing their bodies. We need calories in order for our body to do the 
basic processes of like getting us through day to day. So if you're someone who's eating less than 1500 calories, let's say that might not be enough for your body to do all the things it needs to do, including having a healthy metabolism. So that's a big one that I see. Another one is not prioritizing sleep. Many of us stay up way too late. And we wake up all the time too. It's so hard. Yeah. For sure. And so like what I see a lot and and I hear this from a lot of the women that I work with is, you know, Monica, but like 10 PM, that's when the kids go to sleep. That's my me time. And that's when I get to catch up on all my Netflix shows or, you know, have whatever time with my husband. That's when we watch our shows together, this and that. I totally get that. But staying up really late, like midnight and even past midnight sometimes is a big stressor on the body and it stresses out our metabolism. It actually slows it down. And then finally, also like not addressing hormone imbalances. We're so focused on just diet and exercise that we forget. We, it's almost like we neglect what our hormones do for us. And so there are a number of hormones that have a very important role on our metabolism, in particular, the thyroid hormone, which is our master metabolism hormone. We need to look after it, right? Whether you have issues with your thor- with your thyroid hormone in blood work or not, it's, it's a hormone that you always need to support because it's a very sensitive hormone. And, and the reason why it's so sensitive is because other hormones can even impact it. So cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Yes. Yes. Right. I call this like our tier one hormone, basically tier one hormone, meaning that if your cortisol is imbalanced or it's dysregulated, it has the effect of like this domino effect on other hormones where it could throw other hormones off track. So the thyroid is very sensitive to the cortisol hormone insulin hormone, which is our blood sugar regulating hormone. This is another one that can affect the thyroid. So it's really, really important that we're supporting all three of these hormones or just all of our hormones in general as women. You know, I'm finding that so interesting because I was going to ask you, you know, about our hormones and a lot of women, we need to kind of work on learning more about it, but it's not readily available. Why is that? Like in terms of the information. For sure. So, you know what, it's not that the information isn't as readily available. It's, it's just that there isn't just one straight answer, right? It's not just, here you go. This is how you do it. This is how you balance your hormones. And there isn't like one magical supplement that's going to bring all these hormones into balance. It really depends on the individual. Right. Just like our outside body and our inside body, everything's unique. And so our hormones are unique to us. So that's probably why a lot of women get so confused. Yeah, for sure. And even like, if you think about like simple nutrition, right? People are always like, is this good? Is this bad? Well, it depends. It depends on you. So it always comes down to the individual. And like in the line of work that I do, for instance, if a woman comes to me and says like, I have whatever X, Y, Z hormone imbalance, there isn't like one specific solution for that hormone imbalance. It always depends on the individual. And I think this is why it appears that this information isn't as readily available, but that's because it's, it's very unique. The solution is unique to that individual. True. So let's go a little bit further. You talked about insulin. So tell us more about insulin resistance and what are the symptoms and issues and how can we maintain that balance? Yeah, for sure. So insulin resistance is actually a very, very big problem in North America in particular. And I want to bring this up just because I think it's really important, but in a lot of minority groups. 
So African-Americans, um, Indian descent is also very, very like insulin resistance is very rampant in these populations. And I don't think that gets talked enough about. So a lot of these women are actually susceptible to insulin resistance. It's passed on genetically and they don't even realize it. Mm. That's something I just want to bring attention to, but insulin resistance, basically just so that you have an understanding of what it is or what happens is it's when the cells in your bodies, whether it's in your muscles or in your fat or in your liver, aren't responding well to the insulin that you're intaking. So basically what that means is that when you're eating the food and it gets broken down into sugar, your body's not able to utilize that as energy. And so your body's really smart. It, it thinks like we don't have enough insulin and we need a insulin because you do need blood sugar to get things moving, right? That's what gives you energy. So what ends up happening is the pancreas makes more insulin. So now what ends up happening is you have this overproduction of blood sugar. So this is why blood sugar levels go up. And so with insulin resistance, I see this a lot. Um, it's, it's associated with obesity, type two diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So these are mm. the chronic conditions that are associated with insulin resistance. And so a lot of times women don't realize that they're insulin resistant or that they have this issue until one of these chronic issues comes up for them. Okay. However, there are symptoms that kind of like our body always speaks to us in symptoms, I say. So our body's always telling us like, hey, something's up, like pay attention to me. And it comes up in these symptoms. But a lot of the times we just don't know how to interpret what the body's trying to tell us. So I just want to give some sort of pointers for insulin resistance. So things to look out for is if you start feeling hangry after maybe missing a meal or you skip a meal, maybe you're like a little late for your lunch and you're getting irritable, that is definitely a sign that your blood sugar needs some extra support. Some women experience this bottomless pit for carbs where they start eating carbs and they're like, oh my God, like I can't just stop at one or two slices of bread. I need to have the whole loaf, right? <laughs> that is a good indicator that your body isn't able to utilize that glycogen, that energy from that glucose as well. And also sometimes what happens is you might experience tingling sensations in hands and feet. That's a very, very big common symptom that arises before anything shows up in blood work. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's so informative. I don't think a lot of people really know to recognize and to appreciate kind of those that how important is insulin is for, in, for our body. Two other areas that I really want to focus on and a big question for many women is, and I think that they get overwhelmed by trying to figure out estrogen and progesterone. <laughs> Help, tell us, <laughs> give us this, give us the lowdown because I, I know that, you know, as women kind of, you know, in different ages and things like that, it's important to kind of balance those levels. So let's go there because also, and also young mothers too, like, you know, it's, it's, it, it fluctuates there as well. For sure. Um, I feel like the balance between estrogen and progesterone, like this is a big one, right? A lot of us struggle with it. Um, and so basically we want a healthy balance of both of these hormones. In the past, I've heard women say, you know, I have too much estrogen. Estrogen is such a bad hormone. Estrogen is an incredible hormone when it's in balance. When we have too much of it, it's not good because it causes PMS and too much bleeding and heavy periods and just uncomfortable. We, we feel very uncomfortable when there's too much of it, 
But when there's not enough of it, it's also problematic. And this is an issue that women experience once they're transitioning into perimenopause, menopause, and so on. Yeah. But we specifically want healthy levels of estrogen and progesterone. We want them to rise and fall according to different phases in our menstrual cycle. And so in the first half of our menstrual cycle, which is the, follic- uh, the follicular phase, days one to 14 of our menstrual cycle, we want estrogen to increase in the body because that's when the egg is preparing to mature and ovulate. And so we want this increase of estrogen and we want our body to have also have healthy estrogen metabolism. And one of my favorite ways of regulating estrogen metabolism is including flax seeds in the diet. Mm. So this is like something very simple that everyone can start doing. Yeah. Flax seeds, you know, add it to your shakes, smoothies, whatever. It makes a huge, huge difference. And, and why is that? And that's just because it, so basically flax seeds help support healthy levels of estrogen as well as estrogen metabolism. Okay. So we definitely like, it's just an easy way to add food in the diet. That's going to help support that estrogen. And then in the second half of our phase, the luteal phase is from days 15 to 28. We want healthier levels of progesterone. So we want progesterone to increase while estrogen drops. And so progesterone is actually the hormone that is responsible for alleviating these, some of these PMS symptoms like bloating and mood swings and insomnia. Sometimes it's also our fertility hormone. It's yeah. the hormone that we want to basically be able to have a healthy pregnancy. And so we definitely want more progesterone. And so evening primrose oil is a great supplement to add in. And it's one that I highly recommend for women who are struggling to reach those healthy progesterone levels. And you know what? So let's talk more about, you know, women having babies and perimenopause and menopause, because I feel another misconception for women is that they don't need to worry about their metabolism and hormones until they reach a certain age. (laughs) And have you found this as well? And what advice do you have for women on that? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I see this all the time where women, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really need to worry about my hormones until like maybe I'm in menopause or I have issues. Yeah. Because admittedly, I'm going to tell you, like, I didn't hear that when I was pregnant. I it, Well, okay. Estrogen maybe, but like no one ever talked about it. Like at when we were all having babies. Yeah, I know. And it's so crazy. And like now, even with like fertility issues on the rise, maybe now there's more education around the progesterone hormone. But even then, like a lot of times women are just unsure that, their fertility struggles are a result of this imbalance in hormones. One thing I will say also what I've seen happen a lot is women also think that if there's no problems with their periods, then their hormones are fine. Mm-hmm. And that's also a very big misconception because having irregularities with your period or PMS or whatever's happening there, that's really just one sign from the body that something is up with your hormones because you have other hormones that imbalances show up in different ways. And so I just want everyone who's listening to understand that this couldn't be further from the truth. And if you are a woman, you want to look after your hormones, whether in your in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, you want to. And the reason why is that so when you're in your 50s and your 60s, you're not going to get hit with menopause really hard. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, with through all of your experience and all of your education, you know, and all of the knowledge that you've been kind of sharing with us, you've built a program called the Balanced Body Method. Tell us more about its inception and what you offer with it. 
Yeah. So the balanced body method really came to be after I found my own success with my own health. Right. I truly feel like I I just hacked the woman's body and women's hormones and getting the body back into balance so that weight can come off easily. So energy can skyrocket and you can be in full control of your mood. And so once I discovered this, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to share this with every single woman that needs this help because I had struggled for such a long time. And so first it started off with just helping friends and family members. And honestly, Didi, if you asked me like 10, 15 years ago, if I would ever turn holistic nutrition into a business, I would have said no way. Like I love the legal industry and I'm going to stay with it. I had no idea that this was going to turn into like this full-blown business and I was going to help so many women. But after helping so many women, I realized, okay, I need to put together a program so that I can help even more women. And so that's what I've done. And so it's really a 12-week hormone balancing and holistic weight loss program where it's my highest level of one-on-one coaching, where you get all the support you need to ensure that you reach those goals of losing the weight you know, getting rid of dieting for good, really understanding your body, optimizing your digestion, getting energy back and just feeling like a million bucks inside out. That's a good thing. <laughs> Everybody wants that. So I'm going to, I'm going to zero in on you for a little bit. Um, and what are three general things you recommend women do daily or maybe even weekly to maintain their overall health? Yeah, for sure. So I would honestly say managing stress is a yeah. big right? It's Uh, easier said than done, Monica. (laughs) I know, but you know what? There's like, you just need to choose, choose to manage the stress. Mm -hmm. Like this is important and just do it. And there's different ways of managing stress, but always finding like that five minutes to yourself, whether it's in the morning before the whole house is up or, you know, in the evening, taking a bubble bath or doing something that really just brings you home to yourself. I think that's really, really incredibly important. Also nourishing your body with good food. I get it. Convenient food is easy because it's convenient, right? However, you do end up paying the price if that's what your diet mostly consists of. Um, And I would also say making sure that you stay hydrated. I think a lot of us are not drinking enough water, we're dehydrated. And then that in in and of itself can cause a lot of issues. Yeah, I agree. Flesh it out. Um, so for you personally, what are some of your fuel snacks and foods? Oh my gosh. I love food. So, uh, <laughs> I love, I mean, me too. <laughs> like breakfast is my most favorite meal of the day. So I, I feel like I always eat like a really good, big breakfast. So I would say I'm a huge fan of overnight oats and I like really, you know, adding a lot of good stuff in them, like a lot of good fuel. So a lot of nuts and seeds, nut butters, fresh fruit, like blueberries, uh, one of my favorites right now. Um, so overnight oats for sure. Um, you know, you can never go wrong with a protein shake or a good smoothie. Yeah. You just get like the healthy fats in it, protein powder, all that good stuff. Um, and also, you know, fruit pairing it with nuts. Like I, I don't know about you, but I have, I naturally have a sweet tooth. So I feel like fruit is nature's candy to us. So pairing that with a fat is amazing. Yeah, I know. I've been recently um, changing, like I I barely, barely eat any produced food. Um, And I've been recently kind of changing my protein 
and making it a little bit more half and half. Like if, if I was to have a protein, it'd be my salmon. And then I'm kind of going towards more like beans and nuts and things like that. And it's a nice balance. I feel, I feel more, um, refreshed and light and energized by that. I mean, everything in moderation, of course, but I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like the nuts and, and things like that, it's a nice balance of protein because you don't just necessarily have to have it through meat. Yeah. Um, so carrying on with your self-care practices, aside from what you're eating, what are your daily self-care practices? Oh, well, you know, eating nutritious meals, I would say is definitely a form of self-care. So I never skip meals, no matter how busy things get. I always schedule like set time aside for lunch. Lunch gets scheduled in every single day, no matter what is happening. I love how you schedule it. That's a good idea. I feel like you don't schedule it. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Right. It's true. It's true. Right. So that's one thing. Um, another thing, uh, so I have this little rule that I follow. So for every two hours of work, I always take a 10 minute break, whether that's a washroom break, whether that's uh, let's go get more water into my glass break, whatever it is, just getting up from out of my chair, moving the body around. Cause I feel like a lot of the times when we're just stuck in front of a computer screen, sitting in all day long, you know, it starts to affect more than just your energy. It's also your mental clarity, your productivity, your creativity. So I like to move my body around and I always schedule in daily movement. So I have a power walk that has to happen. It's a non-negotiable for me every day, at least 30 minutes of some sort of movement. It doesn't have to be fast if I don't feel like, you know, I don't want to power walk today, but it has to happen. Yeah, I know. I agree. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, when you are just kind of sitting for lengths of period of time, it also, it also affects like your back, your, your pelvic and everything like that. So it's good to kind of get up and moving. So aside from, okay, I'm going to ask you a random question now. So aside from your extra family time, what has been one of the best things that has come out of COVID for you? Oh, I feel like that's a hard one. Um, I would say, so I've definitely been spending more time in nature and appreciating it a lot more than I thought I did. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what COVID really, really taught me. We actually, so I used to live in the city of Toronto and we just recently moved into the suburbs and I didn't realize how much I appreciate green space. Yeah. So that was definitely, I would say that that's definitely what it's brought to my attention. I'm completely with you. I used to live in Vancouver, so you can imagine the hikes that I used to have. So that's a big thing for my weekend as well. We have to go somewhere, everywhere for a hike. Okay, so I know how to find you and you've given us so much incredible information. How can people reach out and find you and find out more information from you? Absolutely. So they can go ahead and follow me on Instagram. It's at Monica Eva with Monica with a K and two E's. Um, and also they can just visit monicaeva.com and send me an email. If they have any questions, I'm happy to respond. Yeah. And you do. And you guys, you have to check out her Instagram. She has so many great videos of information as well. And Monica, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I've been so excited to have you on and you've been giving us so much great information. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Oh, great. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. If you like today's podcast and has left you wanting more, check us out at thenakedpointofview.com to hear how more of my inspiring guests are making an impact on body and mind positivity. 
If you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of which, if you want to reach out, we always want to know more about what you'd like to hear from us. So you can find us on social media at The Naked Point of View on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can email us at thenakedpointofview at gmail.com. I'm Dee Dee Croslin, and thank you for listening to us. Bear it all. <laughs>